I had a, a supervisor with an agency that we had that wasn't real thrilled about uh, us providing uh, funding for his agency. He wasn't real thrilled about wearing a body cam. And just within a week of, uh, of the agency purchasing body cams and implementing uh, that program, they had a subject that he was going to arrest, and, and the subject was very agitated and was obviously going to uh, be physical with the officers. And he observed the body cam on the officer and the supervisor and almost immediately changed his mind and uh, they did not have to go hands-on and the subject complied. You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma. Hosted by OMAG General Counsel, Susie Paulson. Hi everyone, this is Susie Paulson, OMAG General Counsel, and I'm here today with Kevin McCullough. He is a law enforcement specialist here at OMAG. And today we're going to be talking about body cameras and why we need body cameras, how they've evolved, and some of the issues with the body cameras as far as storage of data, open records, um, things like that. So, hey Kevin, how are you? I'm doing great, Susie. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're going to have fun today talking about this because I know we're both very passionate about body cams and and how that can protect the officers for the most part. Um, so tell us um, kind of your experience with body cams and how they came about and how you um, became involved with um, OMAG's body-worn camera um, grant that we have. Well, we uh, OMAG initially got involved with body cams because we saw some of our agencies, the, the officers in those agencies were purchasing their own body cams. So they, they saw the, the benefit of that as far as uh, protecting themselves um, and um, the uh, administrators, the chiefs uh, were finding that video uh, to be beneficial as far as dealing with complaints and those types of things. So we started looking at when, when the equipment started becoming more affordable, OMAG looked at uh, providing some some funding for body cams, and we started out with, I think, um, a $10,000 grant to one of our agencies, and uh, they were purchasing $35,000 worth of body cams, and, and so we helped them with almost a third of that, and we saw... Uh, immediately the benefit of that because we would have use of force claims uh, those types of things that uh, we could gather body cam video from and it would help us really um, decide on what to do with those claims so what all's involved with getting the grant do we at OMAG dictate what kind of cameras they can get um, or how long they have to store information, or is it just a just a grant for them as long as they purchase body worn cameras? Um, that's that's well, okay with us. That's a I, I appreciate you asking that question. We we wanted to make the process as easy as possible, as simple as possible. Because if you've written grants in the past, especially federal grants, it you know some of them take twelve to eighteen months just to to get the documentation and submit those. Uh, our grant can be, um, we can turn that over in about a week. 
So our process is very simple. We, we have some criteria, some prerequisites. We, we want uh, our agencies, we want to already have a relationship with the agency. Uh, them for them to be an OMAG member, uh, we want them to be um, utilizing our value-added services. We we want them to use our policy development resource, Lexapol, and be using their their training resources. And then from that point forward, it's uh, it's one page to fill out. We just gather some very simple information from them. Um, on their their chief, their agency, the budget, and and, and then we start to process that um, that that grant packet. We ask them to gather a quote from whatever manufacturer they want to use, whatever provider they want to use for the body cams. We don't dictate the brand of body cam. Uh, we we ask them to consider uh, how many full-time employees they have, how many reserves, volunteers that they have that would be utilizing those body cams. And we will provide up to $10,000 per application for the purchase of body cams. One thing we started doing here recently is if within the last 12 months they've purchased body cams, we, we can reimburse them up to $10,000 for that purchase. Oh, that's good. If they find out about the grant afterwards or exactly. funding um, becomes an issue. So, um, any any other positive things that you've seen come out of body worn cameras that are helping the policing community? Well, you know, when you talk to uh, chiefs about this, they appreciate the uh, the video being available because what we're hearing time and time again is that it reduces uh, the number of formal complaints that they have to work uh, because um, people will, uh, a subject will see that there's, the officer is wearing a, a body cam and um, some complaint that might be filed previously to have body cam, uh, body cam available, it might not be uh, completely on the up and up. And the chiefs have told us that, told us that it really reduces the amount of, uh, of formal complaints that they get. When they do get a formal complaint, it's much easier for them to, um, uh, to decide uh, if that's a valid complaint or not. And we hear over and over again that uh, they are able to uh, discount those, uh, those formal complaints. I think on uh, the claims end, that uh, we we get body cam footage that uh, aid us in making better decisions on how we handle claims too. That's a that's a question for the claims department. But uh, from what we hear, uh, it, it it helps us also to make better decisions on claims. Yeah, well, I'll say once it makes it to the litigation stage and we review that video. Of course, we usually review it in the claim stage first, but once it hits litigation, and if it's all on video, I mean, that basically drives what we do with the case um, because it usually tells most of the story. It doesn't always tell the full story, um, but yeah, I think it's it's been, it's been great as far as um, 
uh, lawsuits go. And I, I, I will I'll also share just a, a quick story with you, kind of uh, uh, make it generic, but I had a, a supervisor with an agency that we had uh, that wasn't real thrilled about uh, us providing uh, funding for his agency. He wasn't real thrilled about wearing a body cam. And just within a week of uh, of the agency purchasing body cams and implementing uh, that program, the supervisor shared a story with me where um, they had a subject that he was going to arrest and, and the subject was very agitated and was obviously going to uh, be physical with the officers and he observed the body cam on the officer and the supervisor and almost immediately changed his mind and uh, they did not have to go hands-on and the subject complied. OMAG All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. For your time, we would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of OMAG All Access Bluetooth headphones. To enter, all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change, so make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG All Access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is camera. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered. Good luck. So from a you know a street cop standpoint, just an old school cop like me, I, I'm very concerned about officer safety. And uh, this the the body cam. See, we hear those types of stories more and more now that uh, subjects are observing the body cams on the officers, and it seems obvious that they're changing their minds, not wanting to be physical with the officer. And, and wanting to comply. So I, I think that's a huge benefit because it saves, it saves our officers from having to go hands-on. It certainly saves injuries to the officers and the subject. So I think that's a, it's a great officer safety tool as well. Yeah, one of the benefits or the things that I've noticed on some of the body cams, and not all the officers do this, but some do, and so I don't even know if it's a department thing or just a preference for some officers, but when they're pulling someone over and getting out of their car, they will narrate what they're doing and what they're seeing. So they might get out of the car and say, I'm approaching the car, I pulled this car over for speeding, Um, you know, just kind of their sense of what's going on before they get to to the the car door and speak with the with the individual they pulled over and well, because that sometimes gives, that becomes an issue you right. know what were they thinking you pulled that person over already with the mindset that you're going to arrest them and take them to jail and if they're narrating as they go between their tone of voice and their demeanor and what they're doing you can you can um, rebut that that um, well, evidence and that's that's a great point because we you know it gives us some context of course there a lot of the quality systems that are out there once the body cam is initiated it kind of and i i, I couldn't explain the technology to you but it uh, it backs up a little bit and gets some time uh, prior to record some of the incident prior to the body cam actually being initiated and so we we do get some of that but uh, for that narration going on there, 
that's great that's great for uh, the officer uh, to be able to um, uh, it aids in his observation of what's going on when he's dictating kind of narrating what's going on then his observation skills are heightened plus it gives us if we have to go back and and view the video for whatever reason, for uh, maybe litigation, for training purposes, which the video is great for training purposes, we get a great, um, we get some context with what's going on with, the, with that stop. I'll also tell you that when I make uh, presentations to our agencies on these body cam grants, um, we, we try to do that as much as we can in a council meeting setting, town board setting, and what I hear from the citizens that are attending those meetings is uh, this, this type of um, grant, these types of efforts shows the agencies, the police department's desire to be accountable to the citizens, to the community, uh, transparent, and, um, and, and again, it's, uh, I, I've, I haven't received any negative comments from the citizens that attend uh, those council meetings. So I think it's, it's, um, uh, it's, a, it's a great way to, again, prove to the citizens that you're serving that you want to be accountable to them, you're transparent. And, uh, and, and sometimes, and I would just take, uh, I can just relate how I would feel uh, I'm going to, uh, if I'm wearing a body cam, Susie, I'm probably uh, going to behave a little bit better <laughs> if I'm on camera. I mean, just to be honest, I, that's me. I'm going to behave a little bit uh, better. Uh, and if I'm narrating what's going on around me, uh, then I'm going to maybe be uh, a little bit more calm. Uh, I'm going to uh, maybe use uh, a different tone. And, and work through that situation um, uh, to where I might not escalate things if I'm not uh, being held accountable by that video. So we just, you know, see really um, overall some really great benefits to this program. Yeah, I, I mean, I think overall it's a, it's a good program and everybody should be wearing them. Um, that doesn't mean there's not pitfalls and things that um, cities need to watch out for. And some of those things they can plan for, they can have policies, they can budget for storage like they need to, they can have the training with the body cams. Um, but I think to some extent, it's they're starting to police a little bit differently um, based on some things they're seeing with the, with the body cams. One of my big things that Matt likes to make fun of me about um, is the cussing. Sure. It seems sure. like every video that I've watched, the minute the officer starts cussing at the suspect, things escalate. And I, I don't know why that is. I'm not a psychologist, but just watching video after video where that's happened, and it seems to antagonize the suspect or the situation um, even more. And so I always preach to officers, you've got to find a different way to say it. I mean, I get it. When I get angry and frustrated at my kids, sometimes I want to, to escalate the language I'm using because I feel like they're not understanding. And maybe if I 
say it a different way, they'll get it and okay, they'll well, do what I want them to do. Yeah, shame on you, Susie. I know, uh, but, right? But no, and, and and I understand that, and that's why that that's why I bring up the point to where if if I'm I haven't had to wear a, a, a body cam. You know, we didn't have that technology available. We had a few of us had our own uh, dash cams back in the day, and uh, it was mainly you know that we wanted to capture uh, on on video what we were uh, dealing with you know and uh, to show other people what we're dealing with because it's one thing to for me to describe to you the the scenario the situation that I'm dealing with that event uh, it's and and video doesn't capture every single thing but uh, it does tell a better story many times so it 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 would affect me and and, and uh, the language that I use. And, you know, we want our officers to be professional. You know, we want them to uh, behave professionally. We want them to use professional language. And uh, for some of us, uh, that's, you know, that, that helps us do that when we put that uh, body cam uh, on. And I, I, I did want to mention, uh, Susie, and I, and I think of, you know, I've shared this with some of our OMAG people, but as of December, uh, OMAG has provided a little bit more than $400,000 in funding to our police departments for body cams. You know, and that's within, that's about a three-year period, maybe three years, a little bit more than three years. But uh, because, uh, because we, it's been a priority for us, our board recognizes the importance of this and our leadership here at OMAG realizes the importance and the and the benefits, and I'm I'm just appreciative that we uh, are providing that. We've committed uh, even more. Uh, you know, we've increased our budget, and again, as of December, a little bit more than four hundred thousand dollars has has gone out. Um, sometimes it's two thousand dollars at a time. Sometimes it's the maximum ten thousand dollars. So it's uh, and everyone we just uh, we just sent out a ten thousand dollar check this afternoon to one of our agencies to uh, help them uh, purchase body cams. So it's it's something that's happening every week here at OMAG, and I I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Well, that's good information, Kevin. I hope um, the rest of the agencies out there that aren't utilizing body cams get the message and and uh, start using them well and and we're happy to visit with anybody you know they can they can connect with me uh, via email they can call me um, and uh, but we have more information available on this on our website at www.omag.org and we even uh, our, our agencies can even apply for that grant online there's multiple grants there, multiple resources for our cities, not just law enforcement agencies. But that's where they can find information on, on the grant. They can uh, send me an email, kmccullough at omag.org, or they can give me a call at 405-657-1408. I'm happy to, uh, to visit with, with anyone about the, the grant, walk them, through, walk them through what it takes and um, the um, uh, policy development, any value-added services, courses that they'd like for us to come out and teach, we're available to do that, so, and, and we're happy to do that. That's what we love here at OMAC. 
We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. On the next episode of OMAG All Access. And for our listeners that aren't familiar, uh, back in August, 23 Texas cities and towns were hit in a, uh, over one weekend in a coordinated ransomware attack. This episode is copyright OMAG 2020 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.